Peace and blessings, everybody, and welcome back to the Heritage Hip Hop Podcast. This is Karev, and I'm wishing everybody safe life, safe journeys, and safe travels in this time of coronavirus. Make sure you're washing your hands for at least 20 seconds or lathering the soap on your hands. Make sure you go outside with masks, social distance, and when you're at home, quarantine and chill, and you can do that with Heritage Hip Hop. Today, we have a special interview with one of the greatest of all time. Sister Yo-Yo from the West Coast. You may know her from You Can't Play With My Yo-Yo single that came out in the 90s. Her spot on Ice Cube's debut solo album, which is a classic. It's a man's world. Male and female battle of the sexes track. Or you may know her for being on Love and Hip Hop Hollywood right now. VH1 style. Listen, we dropped some jewels in this interview and we talk about purpose when it comes to the hip-hop community and being known outside of just beats and bars. Before we get into that interview, let's take some time to recognize our sponsor. We are being sponsored today by Transparent Credit Repair, the superheroes of the credit world. For anybody who wants to alleviate stress during these times, come out of debt or get some relief from bills or someone trying to say you owe them money, you could contact Transparent Credit Repair at www.transparentcreditrepair.com or at 862-250-5122. Now, before we get into this, once again, be safe out there and take the time to relax, quarantine, and chill with us. Heritage Hip Hop doesn't stop. Make sure you visit our website, www.heritagehiphop.com. We are in our fourth anniversary, and we wanted to celebrate it with you by revamping the look and making it more resourceful for you as well. Heritage Hip Hop Playlist 3 is up right now. We have some new artists with great music coming out, and we're also getting ready to serve the community with more of what you want, maybe what you need. You want to tell us what that is? Make sure you contact us. But we'll get into that in a minute. First... I introduce to you one of the greats. And after she's done talking, I'll come back with my commentary. All right. So peace and blessings, everybody. Welcome back to the Heritage Hip Hop Podcast. And God blesses you in so many ways because the most the most needed blessing that people turn their eyes on or turn their backs to is the respect and honesty of a woman. And I have a special one with me today. Please introduce yourself to the people. It's the West Coast Diva. Tell them, follow the leader. It's yo, yo. How you doing? I am, I'm like ecstatic, nervous, and blessed to talk to you all at the same time. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, My history with you and knowing your music is, of course, go back to Ice Cube's um, first solo album, America's Most Wanted. And it's a man's yeah. world, right? But... Yeah. But I don't want to focus on that because anybody could do the history and know about that. I want to focus more on you and your voice rather than the game. Is that okay with you? That's perfect, yeah. All right, so let's start from the beginning on, on, on your debut album when you talked about the IBWC and you being a woman that came in with a purpose rather than just trying to make music. Can you detail that for me? Okay, well, the IBWC is the Intelligent Black Women's Coalition. <clears throat> and I really didn't know I was coming in 
to be the voice of women. Although when I came up, you know, it was NWA. A lot of the stuff we heard was like a bitch is a bitch. I ain't the one, you know, those type of things. So my mission was really just the defense of women. It wasn't until I fell in love with um, Salt and Pepper and all those other artists, Roxanne, Shantae, Blondie, uh, Sequence, and those other artists that I really wanted to step outside of myself just as a, a not just a rapper, just an artist. The Intelligent Black Woman's Coalition was something that I wanted to do because I was a, I was, I was a peer counselor in high school, and uh, I wanted to continue that with my music. And I didn't know how, so we created the Intelligent Black Woman's Coalition, um, my manager, Cube, and I. And we named it the Intelligent Black Woman. So uh, it was just a way for me to voice what I had. And I didn't know I was really making a, a difference. I was just, you know, basically saying what Queen Latifah was saying, you know, who you calling a bitch? <laughs> and, yeah. you know, making a stance. And, and really, you know, um, in hip-hop, because it was so male-dominated, women, there was not a lot of female artists. Women were not, was not trying to rap, you know, at all. And a lot of women didn't even want to be associated with rap. Yeah, I mean, but but even even with you making that your beginning in in hip hop, strong woman's voice, and then a woman with a purpose, you were setting the seeds to where hip hop is today. That a lot of people tried to push under the rug, where a lot of men and women needed to hear that voice. In our in our societies, we don't really hear about the strong woman. We hear about the woman who can make it clap and make money. Hey. So and, and under and understanding that. When I was a when I was a fan back then, looking at you, I didn't just look at you to hear, okay, what does she have to say? I looked at you as, hmm, what does she represent? Mm -hmm. You, you, um, you had a great song, in my opinion, which was on the Boys in the Hood soundtrack called "Mama Don't Take No Mess." Right. And that song, once again, was a soliloquy of who mama is and what she represents in the home. So Yo-Yo always had the voice of home rather than just being a girl who represented the streets. What does that mean to you? Yeah. I, you mm, great question. To me, you know what, it, it wasn't until I started traveling that I really understood any of it. Mm. You know, um, my mother really is one of my favorite persons in the world. Um, you know, and I, the older I get, the more I really respect her strength and you know who she is as a woman a mother you know a daughter a sister all that good stuff um i think you know i was just really i think i was just raised around a lot of strong black women and i think you know having cube as like um a backbone or someone who you know was introducing me to the industry said a lot too because we had a great relationship you know and he and i had a lot of conversations you know he told me what he wanted and what he didn't want you know yo yo don't do this don't be like this you know we mm -hmm. we, we set standards in the industry way before we got i got a chance to even kiss the industry so mm -hmm. I, I knew you know he didn't he knew what he wanted and liked about me and i wanted to represent that um and because I was just a young girl out of South Central Los Angeles, I really didn't know what the industry was. I was just, like, blind. I didn't know who was going to listen to my music, what demographic I was speaking to. I didn't know what radio stations would play my music. I didn't even know Chicago loved L.A. like that or Atlanta was messing with us like that. Mm -hmm. um, but once I realized the power of music and the power, that's what gave me the confidence. Mm. Mm. Yeah, confidence is one of the gifts that God gave women that controls the world. Because if a woman says no, a man will check himself even with a look rather than a word. Am I correct? Yeah, yeah you are definitely correct. And, and, and see, that's what made me a fan 
or a person who respected your music so much that there's times when, you know, I go through my hip-hop fever and I, I just want to hear somebody. And sometimes I'll put on your song or I'll put on a Lin Q song or I'll put on a Queen Latifah, Moni Love, you know what I'm saying? And the reason why you guys as women stood out to me so much is because y'all weren't just the, y'all weren't just sexy. Y'all were purposeful. And that's why I think hip-hop is missing today is that a lot of people are making sound but not making music with a purpose. Do you agree? You know, I, I agree sort of, kind of. You know, mm -hmm. and that's the hard, you know, that's the hard thing for me with finding that happy medium because, mm. you know, I find some girls that, that you know, yo yo, I want to spit for you. I think you know, I, you know, yo yo, listen to my, listen to my niece, listen to my sister. I listen to them, and it's a lot of you know, pussy popping songs, right. you know, with no purpose. Now, I, I mean, if it, it was pussy popping with a purpose, I could probably listen to it a little longer. But I think that happy medium is my problem. I think we are looking for the truth. That's why we love Lauren Hill so much because Lauren mm -hmm. came in the game at a time where we were all searching. Here we had Yo-Yo from the West Coast. People considered it gangster rap. Then you had Lil Kim and Foxy Brown. It was more so, you know, eating, you know, sucking the bottle with a coochie. It right. was those type of songs that you couldn't find a happy medium. And, and, and although here I was searching to find my sexy in my song, and they were probably trying to find a little purpose in their song. Here Lauren mm. Hill comes with, girl, you know you better watch out. So, you know what I mean? It was like, mm -hmm. damn, why could we think of that? So I think <laughs> that, that that's what success is, and it's so hard. And because it's so male-dominated, you got men always trying to, you know, regulate and tell a woman this is what sells. You know, when me and Papa, you know, when Pac and I talked about songs, that was one of the things he always used to, you know, write a rap about. I'm in love with my best friend's man. I'm like, dude, I could never be in love with my best friend's man. You know, but if I had I, you know, listened to him, you know what I mean? Yo, yo, mm -hmm. would have just been this type of girl. I would have been the type of girl who's writing songs about I'm in love with my best friend's man. You know? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, th and that range is, once again, purposeful. But even in the range of your career, you have not just been that girl from the West Coast. While I was doing some research to get ready to, to be honored with this interview, I was looking at the Arsenio Hall cipher and who set it off, you. I was looking at Brandy, um, I Want to Be Down, or who has one of the hottest verses in that song, you, because the song is a classic. You, you've made classics in the music by yourself, solo, and with a group. And once again, you make classics in society by standing up for education and doing things that still push the envelope for women's voices to be purposeful. You want to talk about that? Well, praise God. You know, for real, for real. And I, I think just um, longevity, having a vision, having a purpose comes with some comes with some foundation. I mean, thank God for my grandmother who introduced Christ to my life at an early age. Mm -hmm. um, which gave me a lot of substance, you know, it, it gave me, a, a, you know, a, a lot of um, history, you know, mm -hmm. I know who I am, I know what I represent, so I think just, mm -hmm. I always wanted to be in politics, so I never wanted to compromise my integrity, you know, mm -hmm. I always felt like my lyrics, the lyrics I put you know, I always wanted to get better. I used to say, oh, God, if they ever put any of those lyrics, you know, some of my old lyrics, would they use them against me, you know, I fought for the right uh, for, uh, what is that, um, the, um, freedom of speech in hip-hop, you know, mm -hmm. in 94. And so I used to always battle with that. So I think me just considering myself, I don't know, because, I mean, you know, there's times that, you know, like I, 
being a nice girl, I know it sounds crazy, isn't you know, you always just want to be, you always want to grow, um, but make a statement. Um, so I think just that alone with me wanting to do more in life besides being in the taste. You know, I've been doing it since I was 17 years old. I, I, you know, I used to think, like, damn, what else do I want to do? I want to do more. I want to do more. Um, and there were so many limitations for us because of people didn't like hip-hop. They, you know, it was just, you know, we were boxed in. So I think it's different now. I think women nowadays, you have a lot, a lot, a lot of women who – really just are finding their voice, which I'm proud of. I'm proud of the women who are out today. I have nothing mm-hmm. negative to say about them. We have more negative men in hip-hop than we do negative women. You know what I mean? And yet men still are able to own football teams, basketball squads. You know what I mean? Do mm-hmm. this shit. And then, you know, as for girls, it's almost like, you know, we're boxed in. Oh, you know, she can't shake her ass, you know, and do politics. That's not right. going to happen. You know what I mean? She can't be a, a, a hoe and, and, and own a team. You, you know what I mean? So for me as a woman, you know, because I'm such a feminist, it's so hard for me to diss women and, 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 and represent hip-hop because if I'm going to talk about it, I got, I'd like to talk about the men first versus the women. Well, that's the, well, well, I think that's the big problem is that due to colonialism, men have, especially men of color, have always had to be in opposition with the most complimentary piece God has given them. You see, in a Western society, the woman's supposed to be barefoot, stay at home, and have kids. But in Eastern society, right. the you woman does not Q's want. Album too, right? You heard Q say that on his <laughs> yes, album. Yes, I heard that. Right? Yep. But in, but but in doing but in doing my studies in Eastern um, philosophies and Eastern life, women don't walk behind their husband; they walk off to the side. Because while a man is narrow-minded and, and protective, the woman oversees. That's why she's the queen on the chessboard. So, and going back to what you said. Going back to what you said about fighting for the rights to be heard in 94, what was that fight and how did it help today with the women that's coming out now? My fight wasn't just for women. My fight was for my community. My fight, Mm. you know, um, my fight was just to, first of all, creating that intelligent black woman. That's why they say follow your journey. I, like I said, I had no idea what I was doing, although my hands was clean and my heart was pure. So people, when I created the IBWC, people used to come to me and say, oh, yo, yo, help me with my daughter. You know, the state is trying to take my kid away. You know, um, because I knew great people in high places, I would give, I would refer them my relationships or my resources. Um you know, uh, for example, the O.J. Simpson case, or mm-hmm. for example, me going uh, speaking in front of Congress for the uh, uh, when they were trying to censor hip hop back in '94. All of those things happened because I was very vocal, mm-hmm. and I think it wasn't just about women I was being vocal for. Because once I became, once I realized how powerful music was, hip hop was, and I started seeing. Um, us being marginalized and, and um, segregated and, and hated on. Uh, it, it, it made my fight a little bit more. It's my whole direction, and that's what took me from where I was before to the Black Pearl album, you know, because mm. I started just seeing difference. I was like, wait, black people can't cross Wilshire unless they're going to get arrested? You know, mm. I started seeing, like, dad, you know, unless you you really are boxed in, you know, I just started seeing things in a different light. So it wasn't just about women. It started to be that once I started gaining power, having more money and realizing um, what this world was really, what it really is, seeing it for what it really is. At first I was young with it and ignorant with it, you know, 
nice to say some crazy stuff. But now that I'm older, I'm I'm ready to politic and ass kick, and that's what I do. Yeah, you do it very well because representing the community, not just women, representing the community means that you go to the to the to the highest peaks of where we where we can achieve, and you do that with working with HBCUs. Am I correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk Black about College it. Expo. So the Black College Expo, the founder, Teresa, Dr. Teresa Price, is a friend of mine. She's from Compton. She mm-hmm. founded this organization about 20 years ago when she realized that uh, Los Angeles and Compton had no culture. We knew nothing about HBCUs. I mean, you know, we had, um, you know, UCLA and USC. Those were colleges that didn't speak to the black community. Mm-hmm. And we really didn't even think about colleges. Um, it was not like we had, um, you know, the fraternities. We knew nothing about that. A lot of mm-hmm. that was East Coast and down South and stuff where people really focused on that. And uh, so she brought, um, I, when I created the Yoga School of Hip Hop in 2011, I spoke to her about helping me to, you know, take it a little further and, you know, help me brand it and stuff. And she saw me teaching how to get A's in English through hip hop. And uh, she said, yeah, I think you need to come and do that with us. I've been part of them now for what, nine years, um, which was another part of my journey and walk of life that because I said, yes, I was, I, you know, I, my, my, my world opened up more. I had more, you know, my, you know, what does he say? I didn't set your foot in the light, you know, my, my space widened because I said yes, and it didn't have anything to do with hip hop or music. It had something to do with education and community. And right. so, yeah, we've been doing that. Now kids love me. You know, they didn't know who I was, teaching them how to get A's in English. You know, I <laughs> teach them how to turn sentences into paragraphs and paragraphs into essays. And isn't that the call of a, of a true MC, though? Because the MC use words. I mean, let's look at your growth yeah. from You Can't Plays yeah. With My Yo-Yo to one of, to my favorite yo-yo song, IBW and With My Crewing. Because the way hey. you caught the flow, you caught the flow of different offshoots of the beat and you flipped it back into your into your your on um, your subject matter, that's diction and that's a that's literature. That's English. That's 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 public speaking. That makes you a genius. Yeah, thank you. Plus plus um learning more about you, um you have a good name. I mean your community and the in the community at large loves you. I was talking to a gentleman, you may know him, Jason Sterling. You know Jason Sterling? Yes. Yeah, yeah, oh no, Jason Sterling was the martial artist from out there? Who was does okay. the movies? He okay. talked how he talked very respectable of you. He, y'all must have crossed paths and he spoke to you and he told me about you and he really was like you know really really high on you as a person, and and understanding that the community listens to you right now. Well, before I go into right now, you were one of the first artists that in the midst of the East Coast West Coast issue, you made songs that people could dance to and really think is it still all good between us. You were front lining even then. How about that? And, and let me tell you, and I love, I wanted to do some dance music so much. I mean, because, you know, Cube had brought us to the East Coast. Um, um, you know, uh, Public Enemy, uh, what is it, Take Shock, he was doing our music. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't want to do militant stuff, you know. And, and, and you know, it was always so much. I, I wanted something with some bass and some bounce and stuff, you know, party. So mm-hmm. that was, it's, it's funny you, you mentioned that because I did try hard. I used to say, I want a party record. And I, <laughs> I say that, I still scream that to this day. You know, I always want to party music with a message. I oh, that's, that's me. You know, I always look for that. So yeah, I'm glad you noticed that. 
Oh yeah, I mean that. that I mean, I, I want to take credit in that because you can. You supposed you had to get it from Jersey because Jersey, when Ali Us came out with "Follow Me," we was cooking out here. You know what I'm saying? And that was about getting together. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, like like I said, you have to give you have to give people their roses while they're alive. I don't believe in because hip hop doesn't pay homage, and I, I hate that about like our culture that. Only if you're, like, sold a certain amount of records do people want to remember you. And I hate that. Like, people don't even remember Heavy D. Rest in peace to Heavy D as much as him, but he put I in. Know, right? But you, well, I want to – I wanna... And that's the good thing about – I'm sorry to cut you off, but that's Go the ahead. good thing about staying relevant in this game. And that's mm-hmm. why you have to keep yourself um, – that's the great thing about staying relevant is because people don't. They only remember you as far as you – is it because I work in a community? I mean, that's why I did Love and Hip Hop. You know, mm-hmm. and that's why uh, I try to – you know, I, I was when I'm thinking at home and trying to create my master plan of what's next for me, and, you know, and I'm – you know, even though I'm not moving around, I'm thinking, okay, what do I have to do? And it's not just so much as being an artist. It's so much because you have to. When you go speak before a board, Congress, uh, into your community – People only care about what you're doing now. The fact that mm-hmm. they can say yo-yo, loving hip-hop, yo-yo on radio, yo-yo this, helps me for when I go, get ready to go politic and ass kick. You understand? So you have mm-hmm. to. You're only as good as your brand. And so you have to keep your brand alive. And I've, I've seen that, what you're saying, so many great artists not get recognized, like Houdini. Houdini, mm-hmm. first time being acknowledged at the um, an, an award show a couple of years ago was crazy for me. I, when they said that this was the first award they ever uh, received, I'm like, not mm-hmm. friends. How many of I'm like, really? Mm-hmm. That was heartbreaking for me. I'm like, that's what we grew up on. And one of the best to this day. You can't, you know? So mm-hmm. I, I get it too. Yeah, I get it. So, but I don't do it. I don't do it for the accolades. I do it because I know that the people I'm going to do business with need to recognize who we are. Well, the Bible says that if you're a light, you don't hide under a bushel. You go to the top of a light hill so that you can lead the world with your light, you know? And that's the beautiful thing about you because you have taken that to even being the light for new younger women and new artists who want to come into the game. You have a song out out of control right now. Am I correct? Hey, yes. So let's talk about it. Okay, hold on. So, <laughs> I'm sorry. So, sorry about that. So, yes, Out of Control, Britney B. It was produced by Picasso. First of all, I hated hip-hop. I, was, I divorced hip-hop. I was not even dating hip-hop. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't think that I could do music again. Every time we got, I got ready to write some new stuff, which, look at my grandson. He's over here just cutting up. I'm just in love with him. So I, I didn't even think I could um, – I wanted to do music again. Every time I got ready to write, I had writer's block, and I couldn't really focus. So when mm-hmm. um, I went on tour with Eric B. and Rakim, we did the Don't Sweat the Technique tour. We went out to 38 cities um, with the Live Nation. I fell in love with music again. I felt, you know, I came back. I got the deal with Love and Hip Hop. I was like, ah, I don't know if I want to do that, but I said yes anyway. You know, reintroduced me to a whole other generation of people who didn't know who I was. I'm, I love it. And then the song came, and, you know, Picasso was playing me some stuff. I was listening to it for some artists I was work, I'm working with, and I heard this track, and I said, yo, play that track again. And for the first time, I mean, it, it almost gave me butterflies. I said, oh, I want that track. And it was crazy for me to even say it because normally, I mean, I've been through the lion days where I used to say, oh, yeah, I'm working on something. You know, I got something to cut. But those Mm -hmm. were all lies. But, you know, it's been a while since I said I even wanted, you know, take somebody's stuff home. 
but I took it home. I wrote to it, and I said, yo, let's go to the studio and do it. Um, yeah, took it home, and um, next day we booked studio time, uh, Love & Hip Hop. We were filming Love & Hip Hop at the same time. Brittany B. came in with Apple. Yeah, she spit on the bars, and I was like, wow, okay, homegirl's dope. And uh, she called 50 Cent and tell him I'm doing an interview. She can't, I can't FaceTime her, I'm sorry. She probably won't ask you what you want. Sorry about that. So, um, yeah, um, long story short, yeah, it, it, I loved every bit of it. The hardest part about it for me was trying to find a way to blend in with, with today's society without, you know, compromising my integrity, without trying to sound like I'm trying to be some great rapper or trying to sound like I'm trying to be this intelligent rapper or a conscious rapper. You know what I mean? Right, right. I just wanted to, I just wanted to be a rapper on this track. Well, you did your job, and I mean, you have some, you have some new artists with you. Britney B is dope. Like, I don't know anybody who can hate women, women or whatever. She's dope. You know what I'm saying? I give her, I, I, I give it to her. She's, she's, she's somebody I really would like to interview one day and actually check for. You know what I'm saying? And you have another young artist on there as well. You want to talk about her? Tyler Rain. She won season five of the Rap Game. Jermaine Dupri's mm-hmm. Rap Game. Mm-hmm. We crowned the princess of the city. We crowned the princess of the city a year and a half ago. She um, is a young artist that I love. I mentor. I work with. Um, Mm -hmm. She she tours with us. She's on a Black College Expo tour. We do where we bring uh, artists on on the tour with us, and they perform. We have the Westbrooks on tour with us. And I don't know if you know them. They were on that BET series um, or whatever show they were on with TV, TV something, TV One or. Yeah, so they're all on tour with us working on the new music. And I love Tyler Rain. Tyler Rain is really doing her business and um, finding herself before she wanted to just be this conscious rapper. Where she, and now she's trying to find her happy medium, which I'm loving because that's, you know, that's what success is. And shout out to Minnie Mogul, Mogul, her movement, you know? Yeah. And, that, and, and that's the part of hip-hop that I love that people are starting to see. My my um my movement is called Heritage Hip Hop, and we believe that hip hop is more than music. It's actually God manifested through you in in, in life. And um, a lot of people go to hip hop like hip hop is the answer, but if you don't understand how God works, hip hop is just the door. Either you're stuck in it, or you walk through it and realize life is bigger and there's so much more to do. And to see that people are finding it is very exciting because yes, we we will always party. We will always move the rhythm, but will we, how will we move and react to the rhythm of life? And that's the real key to being great and successful. So, I mean, I, I appreciate the time that you've given me. This has been fun. I don't want to rush, but I have a couple more questions to ask you, and I hope they're, they're great questions. Are, are you ready for them? I'm ready for them. Here, here's, a, here's a question that I, I really wanted to ask you personally when it came to studying your vibe as an artist. In hip-hop, and in society in general, people tend to blame not only people of color but women when we are the backbone of what made society and this country what it is. In your own statement, how did the woman help hip-hop be what it is so that the man can carry it and make sure he protects it? How did women help hip-hop? How did the women help hip-hop so that it can be what it is today? And the men can carry it. And the men can carry it. 
I mean, it gives you just some backdrop. So, you know, I just, I, I just know what I personally feel. I believe that the people who own the deed to America are women of color, period. As much as we talk about the fields, the men and everything, women had three jobs in slavery, whether it was fields, masses, children, and her own children. And the fourth job was stabilizing the home. Those are the industry of caretaking, homework, homework, home, not even ownership, but home aids and all that. That came from the strength of a woman making an industry for men to carry it. Hip-hop is the same way. Women have helped create hip-hop in a way where now everybody can be rewarded from it and the man is the face of it. But women really are the backbone of what drove hip-hop. How do you feel about that? What is your opinion? Uh, you know, okay, all right, I know, right. So, right, it's, it's a male, it's a male-dominated world without question, but it wouldn't be a damn thing without a woman's touch. So mm-hmm. I agree to a certain degree. Um, okay. You know, like, I, I think that, you know, men have so much power. I mean, the men are the kings, hands down, you know. You know, the man is the king, hands down. I think when a man can recognize the woman and what she brings to the table, it helps all of us, mm-hmm. you know, all the way around. I mean, speaking of my girl Mia X, who worked with Master P, she wrote a lot of lyrics over there for Master P. They didn't really give her the platform that she needed or didn't give her, you know, the royalty she deserved or the right penmanship information that she deserved, which is okay. I mean, which is not okay. However, I mean, when you think about, you know, a woman having to, um, when you think about a woman not getting what she deserves after she has contributed, I think that that, um, that's a situation that needs to be spoke on um, because here is a situation where a woman is helping men get up and then, then, you know, find themselves, you know, barefoot and pregnant, not really being paid attention to, not getting what they deserve. Um, I think that, um, I think the fact that women are, I, I think that because we are so aggressive mm-hmm. in our approach when it comes to anything in life, um, I mean, we're, we're far past the days where we're just barefoot and pregnant. We're far past the days where, um, what we say doesn't matter. I, I think when you, acknowledge that we do have a voice and that um, what we said, what we say can make a difference is when we really have a great relationship, period. Um, I, I never want to take, you know, I, I think, you know, women are growing harder than men nowadays. You know, they're drinking more liquor than guys. They're partying harder than guys. And they want just what the guys have. And I respect that. Um, but I definitely like being a woman. You know, mm. I definitely don't like, I, if I got to fight for what I, what what's mine, I will. But I'd like you to give it to me without the fight. Okay. See, when hip-hop, when hip-hop really, 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 the men were always exonified. They, they, were, they were the emperors, right? But it was when a woman joined the team that the man really got his respect. That's why Biggie had to bring out his Kim. Jay-Z had to have Foxy, you know, uh, Nas and Jay-Z had Foxy, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Fat Joe brought out Remy, or Pun brought out Remy. Cube and you kind of started a lot of that, and that blueprint is still, like, like going on today, even in a lot of failed experiments. Women, women have always been added to make, to solidify a team and make it better. What would it take to have... I'm sorry. Go ahead. Finish the question. No, no, go ahead. I, I, no, I want to hear what you say. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I'll finish the question and I'll say, what will it take? What? 
I just want to know what would it take for us to get a woman team without a man being what brings them out, and they really just go hard on being the next. I don't want to say the next Wu Tang, but it was Salt and Pepper, and then who? You know. You, 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 and you know, it was a great question. First of all, I, I, this is probably one of the best interviews I've had in a long time. Thank you. Consciously speaking, because I, I, I like your questions. First off, I believe that women are too catty. To really, I mean, we, we do women tours all the time. You know, women have to, we have this in the back of our mind. We like direction. We want to be told what to do. We like management. We like somebody to come in and dictate what the hell's going on. You know, that's those who don't want to be the leaders all the time and those who like to follow. Um, so let's just say that. Okay, that's one part. Another thing is they, they're too catty. We work together. I mean, I'm I'm more humble when it comes to it because I never give a damn about um, who's in who's first and who's last. Right. I just you know I always think the first get their money first. That's my mind. So mm -hmm. I never want to go last because the last person might not get their money. And I'm an artist. I've been an artist all my life. So I like mm -hmm. to go first so I can get my money. I want to be I, whatever I was guaranteed. I want it. So I never fight about the, the lineup. I think that women can't – the reason why you never see that is because it's brainwashed. It's so many women who are – you know, a, a man, what is a man doing it for? Like, we used to think a man did it for a woman. Now sometimes we think a man is doing it for other men. You, mm -hmm. And women used to do it for men. Now women are just doing it to take over the man. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In my in my point, so it's not the same lineup like it used to be. You know what I mean? There used to be some kind. Of, it, 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 there was gas that made the car go, mm -hmm. and now it's everything is so competitive. You know, men men, men don't love these hoes, <laughs> and men don't want these women. Some of them, excuse me, um, and women don't give a damn if, if they love these hoes or if they love them. They just want to. They want to show you that I don't need a man. Mm. So it's so hard to get women together to do something big, or get men to support. It's it's such a chaotic situation. It's like hip hop is having an abortion right now. Every time, yeah. every time we get pregnant with something good, they want to abort it. I don't know what to tell you. I, I, that's a great question, though. I, I tell you, I'll think about it later and probably say I probably would have had something better to say, but off the dome, that's just that's not can come up with. Well, that's your truth, and that's all we ever asked for. You know what I'm saying? Uh, two two final questions, and then we're gonna let, let you do your promos, and then hey, we'll, we'll make it a night. So here's the um one here's the one question, another one I really wanted to ask you, which is relegated towards your look on things and the overview of not hip-hop, but the MC. Remember I told you before, one of my, my favorite, my number one favorite yo-yo song is IBWing with my crewing because of how you, you use two flows to the beat to capture the premise of how you live and who you are. That's what the song was about, uh -huh. mostly. Where nowadays, and I put a post on Facebook today, I said, my God. For somebody to pray, I pray to the living God. Can somebody explain to me why people just rap and put words together and it doesn't make sense because Dr. Seuss would be multi-platinum right now? What is the, what is, what do you think an artist should focus on when they introduce themselves to the world? Is it their voice 
or is it their message? It's the hook of the song. They should focus mm. on the beat and the hook if you're talking about music. Okay. When people are introducing themselves to the world, you should focus on the beat and the hook. Because it depends on who you are as an artist. If mm -hmm. you're an artist that's delivering the message, then focus on the message and make sure the beat is, is low enough so people can hear the message. But if you're focusing on the hook, make sure the hook bang enough and the beat will get the people moving. And so it's, it, 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 it's twofold. It's who you are as a person. And see, for me as a woman, I never want to get boxed in. So when people say, oh, I love that you're so this way, I'm, I, the inside of me is screaming like, I'm not just this person, so don't get it twisted. <laughs> you know, like, right. don't box me in. Don't put baby in the corner because I am multi- cultural i'm multi everything don't i'm multi you know what i mean mm -hmm. i'm not just mm -hmm. one way i am a complete artist that's why you got cubes that can do boys in the hood you know um are we there yet mm -hmm. you can create friday you know talk nwa you know what i mean you, artists are very creative and the fact that a lot of a lot of us have been established because of hip-hop doesn't mean that we are one way. I mean, everybody doesn't have to have a message to be an mm. artist. You choose. That has to be in your heart. You have to be that way originally. You have to originally have this type of heart in order to have a certain type of purpose. Everybody who's a musician don't need to save the hood, don't have to have a school of hip-hop, don't have right. to care about the kids can write, don't care if the kids eat, don't care if they hoeing, snowing, or when. It has to be you. It has to be the person. And that's not just for hip-hop. That's for CEOs. That's for people who are working on Wall Street. That's for the gardener. You know what I mean? That's for the electrician. That's for whomever that person is. Hopefully, that right. has to be there, and you bring who you are to what you do. Mm. Powerful. That's powerful. Just to um go off of what you said, Heritage Hip Hop's mission is to teach all artists, independent or whatever, that you should own your talent and be yourself, so nobody can take advantage of you and use your talent against you. So we really teach everybody who comes to Heritage Hip Hop about being your own individual, having good credit, have being being self-sufficient as a business or a brand. So then when you go to people who want to sign you, they have to be a partner and not your master. You see what I'm saying? And that's that's what we want to establish for people to understand their their place in history, not just in music or in the game. So my final question to you is my most important question I ask everyone hopefully you like this interview because i wanted to ask you questions that people have not asked you in any other interviews first of all <laughs> you know and I do thank you oh thank you and um and um the last question is this we are people who are very temporal which means that we're not going to be around forever and in talking to many mainstream artists and independent artists it seems everybody has the same dream but not everybody shares the same goal so in the year 3000, after they survive, whatever else happens in this world that we can't control, somebody one day is going to find the Motherload album. They're going to find Boys in the Hood or Key Lolo or Martin. You know what I'm saying? 
or they're going to find your lessons, your lectures about school and HBCUs. My question to you is, what is the legacy that you're leaving behind that made the world better? Because not only you did hip-hop, but you survived it. Ooh, everybody, can I get a what? <laughs> Best question. Okay, all right, all right. And I'm listening. You have me listening. Like, okay, all right. So what am I, you know what I'm leaving? Leaving? I'm leaving love. Mm. Um, I, I, if, if What I'm leaving, first off, is what I, you know, I'm, I'm leaving, um, I'm leaving love. I, I, I'm leaving um I'm I'm leaving um no I'm leaving love I'm leaving um what am what do I want to say I'm leaving um who I am I mean uh, integrity uh, you know integrity I'm leaving um I'm leaving the journey itself you know my memoir my bio meaning you know it did, I just didn't arrive here you mm. know people can see where I come from and mm. I just didn't get here by being yo-yo. I just didn't get here by signing a contract with Sylvia Rohn or meeting Ice Cube. That's not what made me arrive to where I am today. What what made me arrive to where I am is me surrendering to God, me realizing that if I wanted more, I had to humble myself and pray to God. I had to go and ask God for forgiveness and favor. And not only God, those who I've wronged, I had to ask for their forgiveness. And, and 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 that took me higher. God wasn't going to let me work with His kids unless my hands was clean and my heart was pure. He wasn't going to give me the key to the kingdom unless I was I became righteous. Nobody can have power over the people unless God gives you the key, and that comes with a lot of um, stuff you have to do in life to get to that level in life. Mm. Um, um, yeah. First of all, yes, I had to believe in myself. I had to, I had to know that my journey wasn't for me. Like I said one time in my other interviews, the 200 I could take to feed my two, I can take that same 200 and feed 100. Mm. And so that came with humility and, and humbling myself because, you know, a, a lot of times my kids will say, you just fed 100 kids. We can't stop at Chipotle. And I say, no, eat when they eat, mm. you know, and they didn't get it for a long time. It's, uh, you know, and, and I couldn't keep screaming it to them or preaching it to them. I had to slowly but surely show them why yeah. this works yeah. like this. And this is how it's supposed to be because I can't keep praying for God to, to give me more. He said, how much more do you want? What you want, more right. space? You want more furniture? What you want, a new refrigerator? You want more cars? What you want, more clothes? I've given you more. More is not in my house no more. More is outside. So when I do more, when I do more, my more is outside of my house. My more is not just for me and my kids. My more is not just for me and my mama. My more is not for just me and my sisters or me and my cousins. My more is me and my community, me in the state of California, me in New Jersey, me in Mississippi, me in New Orleans. You know what I mean? My more is mm -hmm. more than... I can bargain for. So God say, listen, don't come praying to me, asking me for more unless you're ready to get it. So my legacy is what I'm leaving is I surrendered. Mm. I guess who I am, I can only be what I've, I, I, because I've given, what is it? You know what I'm trying to say? 
Mm-hmm. I'll do. I've 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 I passed the test. I think. Well, as a <laughs> as a testimony to your faith, I'm gonna te- I'm gonna tell you this before we get off. Okay. I'm a preschool teacher professionally. <laughs> so part of your love, it came through in your music and your respect for yourself and how I respect young women as well. Because every day when I tell my preschool class, I, I when I greet the young ladies in my class, I say, good morning, beautiful, how are you? Or hello, hello, wonderful. And I give them positive reinforcement because if we sow positivity into our youth, no one can beat them down emotionally and spiritually if they have that belief given to them early and grafted into them just the same. So with that being said, is there anything you'd like to plug, you know, plug your social medias, any new projects, TV, anything? Well, I want to say thank you so much. And um, for you for you and your journey, thank you. And I appreciate the interviews and the questions. And to all of your viewers and listeners, yep, I'd like to plug uh, for women to stay fearless and stay focused and to live within their truth. And, um, you know, just be careful what you're praying for. Um, you know, if you're not ready to do the work, stop asking God for more. Um, mm-hmm. Other than that, you can follow me at Yo-Yo Fearless on all of my social media platforms. And make sure you listen to out for my new single, Out of Control, with Brittany B, Picasso, <laughs> Tyler Ray. We're on all the streaming platforms. You can find me on channel uh, 141 with Cafe Mocha Radio. We're in 38 Market. And we're on Sirius XM. That's me, Lonnie Love, and Angelique. You can find Lonnie Love also on The Real. Um, also, what else do I have coming out? Yeah, and I'm on Love and Hip Hop Hollywood. Make sure you check me out. I'm the West Coast right. leader. Tell us all over Lita. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll let it get on your radio show. That would be great. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Love it. Well, for everybody out there that's listening, this has been a, another classic interview with another classic artist. We thank you for paying attention and listening to us. So for everybody out there, we say peace, and we out. Once again, this is Karev from Heritage Hip Hop, and I'm thanking you for listening to this classic interview that we've done with West Coast legend Yo-Yo. Go check out her music everywhere on all social media, all music media. You can follow her on Instagram at Yo-Yo Fearless. We thank you each and every one of you for supporting Heritage Hip Hop and we ask you to become members of our website. We are in our fourth year. Four anniversaries we had and we updated our look to be more presentable for you. So please follow us at www.heritagehiphop.com Tell us how you like the website and please indulge. We have talk shows, we have podcasts, we have legendary interviews with more of your future favorite artists and we would like to invite you to get to know them if you'd like to donate to the movement we have a cash app at dollar sign k-a-r-e-v-y-a-h that's dollar sign karevia and if you're looking for apparel you can go to our store www.storefrontier.com forward slash heritage hip-hop with that being said we're going to close out this edition of the heritage hip-hop podcast Big ups to Fatty's Place, Transparent Credit Repair, Diamonds Entertainment, LLC, Wildfire Marketing, The Big A Show, and to you, the listeners, supporter, and contributor of the hip-hop culture. With that being said, we say peace, and we out.